Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Skincare Anarchy. This is your host, Ekta, and this is a Fragrance Friday special. I am so, so excited because I have been absolutely loving this brand. I think you guys might have seen it. If you do follow my socials, I posted about the brand um, as well as Skincare Anarchy. We posted about it. But um, without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to Andrea Mack, who is the founder of her self-named fragrance line. Welcome to the show, Andrea. I'm so excited to be hosting you. Thank you so much. I'm very excited as well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, it's a pleasure. And I can't wait to learn all about you because I know you're an artist and I know you have all these amazing things that, you know, led to the vision of creating this beautiful brand. So if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and get us started, you know, with the background, that'd be great. Sure. Uh, It's a bit of a different story for sure. Um, Yes, I am a visual artist and the brand was sort of born accidentally through my art exhibitions. Um, I like to say that, you know, people started stealing samples of their shows and, you know, and that's kind of how people just, like I said, they were created as artwork, but actually people wanted to wear them, uh, which was surprising to me. Um, Not because they weren't great, but I was just surprised that like people would come to the shows and they kept asking me, is it going to be available? Um, And then I just decided to launch the brand because I think there was a need for something a little bit different. Um, And I think because I came from a totally different angle from somebody that's starting a brand, it just became like a thing. Yeah, no, I I can understand that. I know that sometimes when we transition um, different genres of, I think, you know, creativity and we merge them together, things just come together. I've noticed that, you know, artists uh, always seem to cross those, you know, lines and borders and cross over into very interesting uh, niches, you know, especially for business. So I, I found it to be interesting when I was reading about your background that you are an artist and, you know, um, I think that's so intriguing, you know, because when it comes to fragrance, I won't lie as a consumer, I'm always uh, more intrigued by the beautiful artistic components of a perfume and a scent. You know, I, I think those things draw me in. They help me tell a story. So I want to ask you, you know, when you were creating the vision and the blueprint for the collection, what were some of the things that you pulled from your artistry background that you wanted to bring forward, um, you know, in terms of the expression of the fragrance brand and all of that kind of stuff? Well, I mean, like I said, it's just sort of, started as actual art store you know yeah so i think that's kind of um you know because basically when i started working with the perfumers you know we it was a very abstract idea you know we were our idea was to try to translate um basically a drawing into a fragrance and that was mm-hmm. the first idea and that's sort of where the first ever scent came from and then it just developed over time i mean in the beginning we were we were literally trying to translate drawings and artworks and paintings into fragrances you know it was a very abstract idea at the time and because i think there was no pressure in launching it and at that time it wasn't a brand so i never thought like who's going to be wearing it or where we're going to sell it and what we're going to do it was just an experimental project um, that that turned into something that people wanted to wear and then as time you know went on i did pull a little bit you know more from my background and from iceland and so it kind of merged we like to say it's a bit of Iceland, it's a bit of art inspired. Um, like I said, started out experimental, but you know, now that I've learned more about fragrances, of course, I kind of draw more into what I like in fragrances as well, not just the art. Right. That makes sense. If that makes, that makes sense. sense. 
Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Yeah. And one of my questions then as a follow-up is, you know, oftentimes when we are looking at a painting, right, or a drawing or um, something like that, um, I, I won't lie, you know, it does um, kind of evoke certain emotion that might be linked to scent and memory and these yeah. wonderful things that come up, right? So um, from your viewpoint, what were some of the things that maybe um, you you noticed, you know, looking at your art and then trying to put that into fragrance that you had to kind of think outside of the box of how am I going to translate this, you know, from art into a, a full fragrance, you know, with the all of the notes and all of the different layers to it. Um, can you give us some examples maybe of some ingredients, some, you know, certain scents that you use? Sure. I think yeah. what happens is like you sort of you take the artwork, but then, you know, when you work on the scent creation, um, it's kind of like weaving a little bit, you know, you weave um, notes. Well, that's sort of how always how I've seen it, that you're kind of weaving notes into a fragrance. But I mean, I think what happens is, you know, when you work with the raw materials, they also take a life of its own. And for me, even if they are drawn from the artwork, it's not a literal, you know, interpretation into a fragrance because, of course, fragrance for me is very, and the raw materials are very much lifelike, you know, so they totally take a life on its own. So that's actually the journey that I really enjoy you know, is that when we, I have an idea, then translating that into a scent. And then I usually sort of leave the visuals behind, which might sound strange when I start creating the fragrance, because I want the fragrance to have its own life. And then actually when the fragrance is finished, we will start looking at the visuals again. So yeah, I think that's what, what makes it so interesting. It doesn't have to be so literal when you translate yeah. it. It is a feeling. Um, you start with a feeling and then you take that feeling into the raw materials. And that, I mean, for example, the smart, which was based on a, on a gallery space, you know, we were working with the white notes, you know, that's how it started um, with the mask and the feeling of being in a white gallery space, just like a blank uh, feeling. And then with a little bit of charcoal, we have a little bit of dark notes in there. So yes, we do pull from the artwork, but I do like the sense to kind of become their own artwork in a way. That makes sense. So I really love that uh, that image, you know, that visual imagery of, you know, you are creating something from something that is visual, that is meant for olfactory, but then you're also interpreting visual from the olfactory experience as well. That's really cool. You know, it's like a, it's a really nice loop, you know, it kind of comes full circle. And that's very interesting to me. And, you know, I, I, as a consumer, I won't lie, you know, that's really the appeal about fragrance you know it, it's so um it's so open-ended you know what i mean like i i remember you know just to share with you like there were so many fragrances that you know growing up my friends would love or you know somebody would recommend them to me and i would be like i don't understand why you like these you know yeah, but for exactly. me it didn't it didn't evoke you know it didn't evoke anything it didn't create that magic um, so oh. one of the questions, one of the questions I have for you is that, you know, yours, I love your fragrances. And I, um, one thing that I noticed is there's a, uh, summer, I think it's called solstice. Um, it's a wonderful fragrance and it actually brings me back to like, uh, for example, like going to concerts in the summer, like when, you know, when I was very young, like after high yeah. school, you know, like, yeah. you know, like college days and it really did back there. You know what I mean? Like of that feeling. Yeah. And so I want to ask you about that fragrance specifically is that what was the process of you creating that one solstice well yeah. uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bit of an interesting story because um 
It's the first time ever that I brought the perfumer I was working with, which is somebody that I've known for a very long time, Julian Ruskin. He actually came to Iceland and I just wanted him to, because we, I was trying to exactly get that bit of a, maybe a bit of a festival feeling, um, but a yeah, very, very luxury, luxury, because in Iceland we go camping and you, you always think that the weather is going to be amazing, but it's always raining, but you don't care because there's no, I mean, in Iceland, we have the endless summer night, you know, and I, that was sort of what I was trying to capture. And he spent a day in Iceland with me just trying to get that feeling. Um, and then we came up with this watermelon idea for me at the time was like, really? Like, why would we do like a watermelon? But it just made so much sense because uh, summers in Iceland are wet, but yeah. happy and the skies are pink and you just want to be out all the time. And it just, I don't know, it just, yeah, it just became like a happy, happy memory. And I think we just managed to translate it together somehow, but with this sort of edgy, watery white, because there's a different feeling in Iceland with because it is quite cold here all the time. So, um, it, you know, when you're working with a perfumer that's based in France, you know, they're, they're used in the beautiful summers with the, you know, the Mediterranean feeling, like the Nordic vibe is just so different. So actually, I've had a lot of people come up to me and they're really getting that festival vibe. So that's super funny that you were thinking about that. Yeah. And also, I mean, just to talk about festivals, I mean, I think Europe has some of the best festivals I've ever been to. You know, I think a lot of people can relate. I mean, it is there's a whole culture around it. You know what I mean? And concerts, and stuff, as you know, you know, but for yes, me, yeah, for sure. you know, it did. It brought me back to those those memories. And also one thing I wanted to say was. You, you you had mentioned watermelon, right? And I yeah. remember when I read the box and I realized it was watermelon that I was smelling. I came, I was surprised because to me it didn't smell like watermelon. It smelled like just you know, like you know that that really fresh. Like maybe you have a fresh drink or like the lingering scent of like the beach or something on you. You know what I mean in the summer. And that's what I kept smelling. And I was like, what is this magic? Like I don't know how many things she that's had to so put together. Yeah. But, but it's yeah, also, you said watermelon. <laughs> yeah. So, it's also, yeah. I think as an artist, you take something that's quite kitschy. I mean, I think people wouldn't necessarily connect me to like a watermelon fragrance. But I also, in art, you're always pushing yourself. And I think with fragrance, sometimes people, I don't want to say get lazy, but it just, you have to take ingredients that like, I, I love that. I get a total kick out of taking ingredients that they're just kind of banal or just seem like just are associated with a certain age or a gender or whatever and just create something totally different. I think that's yeah. kind of what gets me going with the raw ingredients is just taking something like that. And then I'm so happy when we're able to take something and then create something that I really love and I would wear and like, but with an ingredient you would never think about. Right, right. Absolutely. No, I can, I can definitely see that, especially with your line. I can definitely see some very, some ingredients that maybe, you know, and just for everyone listening, like some ingredients you might think, oh, I usually don't like this in a fragrance or, you know, what, I'm not used to it. But then I think the way that you've meshed things together so beautifully, it just, it really resonates on different levels, you know, and I think that's the beauty of, in my mind, good fragrance, good perfumery, you know, it's this, like being able to give your, you know, whoever it is that's uh, smelling it, a unique experience, right? I mean, it, it goes beyond the, the notes and, you know what I mean, all this uh, this jargon. It's more about how does it really mesh together? And with that, I want to ask you, you know, what are some of your favorite 
notes to actually incorporate into a lot of your sons, if you could name a few? Um, I mean, at the mo- I think it's just the mood that I'm in. Um, you know, at the moment, I'm into more like a gourmand. Um, usually, I would go for like a darker, uh, you know, like a vetiver or a, an oud or a patchouli base, you know, an amber, something like that. And of course, like the woods, you know, like the cedar woods. Um, but it's actually interesting that I don't really, I mean, the notes are great to think about. But what I want to touch on what you said before about the, the emotion, because I think that's so in fragrance today. I just think it's so interesting to dive a little bit deeper. And I mean, I just went on a tour now. I was in LA and San Francisco just to meet uh, the stores and we had some events. And I just love meeting the people. I mean, that kind of, that's kind of what I get a kick out of because you telling me that story. And then I met so many people that like haven't changed their life because they, they got them booked on a niche. And like, these are the stories that I love. And like you said, like cre- creating an emotion rather than trying to wear something that you think you're going to like because somebody else likes it. Or like, I think that for me is like, I love that about fragrance and like luxury fragrances and like you working with all these notes um, is just that the story continues. You know, it starts with me and my story, but that's not the end, you know? And I love the, for me, the purpose is the stories that I create with people that wear them. And that's what I love. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I, I think that you're absolutely right with the, emotions part i think it's it can go as deep as you know you really want to go i think right now we're we're a very interesting time for fragrance you know i when i was growing up and uh, perhaps you can relate andrea is that things were i think a little bit more set in stone rigid you know there were a lot of like not boundaries but there wasn't as much or it so it felt like there wasn't so much room to play and now i feel like fragrance has taken a turn you know where we are talking about things like you know, um, the neuro- neurological implications of like, you know, selling something that you love, you know, and what we were talking about earlier, you know, with memory, like tying things to memory. I mean, these are really powerful things. And, you know, I want to ask you, you know, as an entrepreneur, were there ever like maybe if you were working on a specific fragrance, were there any, um, you know, big memories of yours that you really wanted to bring forth, you know, in the creation of any specific sense? I did. I mean, I think as as an example, like carbon, which has become our kind of like cold favorite, um, was based on a, a memory of me um, picking up potatoes from the dirt uh, at my grandfather's house uh, cabin in the highlands in Iceland uh, with rain dripping. I mean, it was so specific to me, that memory, and it just took forever to create that fragrance. And when I decided to launch it, um, I was told that it would never sell. Um, distribution, partner shops, everybody was like, it's just a fun little project. Um, it's never going to sell. And I was like, ah, I kind of like that as a, you know, I like a good challenge. And it's still the top seller in our collection. I mean, I love presenting it to people because it's a very much of a love it or hate it kind of situation. But I created something from my memory that um, people can wear. But for me, I don't, I can't really wear it because it just makes me too emotional. Um, But I love that other people wear it. So I think, like I said, I created a story that I was very vulnerable, but then 
somebody else wears it. And I think with Coven, because I was so vulnerable when I created it, it's like when I met so many people now, they came to my my um, opening in San Francisco and they were all like, Coven, Coven, Coven. I was like, what's going on? Oh, it changed my life. I'm worried because it kind of got me hooked on this. It got me through a rough time. Like it's so strange that I almost feel like when you put your emotions into something, it's almost like it translated somehow. Obviously, some of them are more personal to me than ours, but I don't really necessarily tell the story, but I think it just, the story is in the set. Absolutely. I love that. I love that you, you know, that, that you had that experience with someone saying that because I know what you mean. I think, you know, what's interesting is I kind of relate it to, um, you know, when people say whenever you walk into someone's house, it smells different. Every house smells different. Um, you know, like, for example, I remember growing up, I grew up in an Indian household and my mother was always lighting, you know, incense and uh, certain candles and stuff. So we had a very unique scent in our house. And I remember the same, you know, going to my friends' houses, but all the different backgrounds they're from, different cultures. Um, and it felt like, you know, when I started exploring perfumery, it's kind of like walking into someone's house, you know, when you experience a brand. Like, what is that brand about? You know, like, what is the vibe? What is the energy? And um, that, yeah, like your, like your brand's energy to me is just, it's very freeing. You know, I think the sense that I've smelled and I've experienced, you know, they're very like open, you know, that's how I can describe them, you know, like they're just very open and free. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just the, the, um, the emotion part of it is so important because, um, it's like I said, it's your, your memory and then it's going somewhere else. Yeah. To someone else. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, I, I want to know like, um, you know, what were some of the things like, I guess, that you had to face like as an entrepreneur in terms of, you know, bringing this whole collection to life. Obviously, you know, it can't be, you know, easy in today's realm with just the industry yeah. the way it is. There's so many products, especially with beauty in general. So what were some of the hurdles, you know, to bring the brand well, forward? It's, I think it's, 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 it's been an interesting journey for sure. And I think like with fragrance, because um, as an artist, you know, it's, it's not an easy thing to create a scent um and just release it you know you it's just such a like i said i kind of pour myself into the product like completely not just the sense but the whole vision of the bottle i mean we went to italy i mean most niche brands don't have a custom bottle but i just wanted to do for me i just i was doing it for myself to be perfectly honest with you and i wasn't in a massive hurry um i think just having that pressure of like having to launch this and that. I mean, I had an art career, like I was fine, you know. Um, I wanted to launch the brand and it, it sort of launched for me accidentally, really, um, uh, through the through the show. But I think maybe because I wasn't so pressured in a way. And I think as an entrepreneur, that's probably one of the biggest hurdles you can have is when you are pressured with time and money and everything. And I think I just knew that I was making something and I just always believed in it. And now we're kind of blowing up and it doesn't surprise me. It might sound strange to say that, but I it, it doesn't surprise me because I know the work behind it. You know, we've been doing this for a long time. And like I said, I put, put my heart and soul into each fragrance and it, just getting the right match of the perfumer. And, I mean, it can take up to like 18, 20 months for just make one fragrance. It's like so many samples. You, you test on other people. It's just a whole... And because my name is on the bottle, and I think that's also quite bold to do that. You know, you are very vulnerable in a way. You put, I put my name on the brand, 
and I stand behind it, like every set and everything we've done. And I think because we took such a time, even creating the packaging, which is totally sustainable and like no plastic and all the stuff that we're doing, um, I don't think I've had a single return <laughs> just because I spent so much time and because I'm creating a product for myself, you know, yeah. that's something that I would wear, a bottle that I would use. Um, and I wasn't in a hurry in a way. I think people are just so stressed. It just, you know, I wanted to make something that I want, you know, I could stand behind. It would stand the test of time, you know, and just to have that freedom of having to do that. And then, you know, for us to blow up, which is great um, because I just love people wearing the fragrances. That's the kick that I get out of it. Absolutely. I love that. Um, you know, I want to ask you, though, um, since it is an Icelandic brand, you know, originally, what were some uh, cultural things or maybe some like endemic, uh, you know, scents that and fragrances from Iceland that you wanted to bring forward into the line? It That's also quite interesting because, you know, people have sort of asked me about that, like, what's the Iceland angle and all that. And I think we... I was, I think I was just so scared of creating some sort of a, a tourist brand because Iceland is, of course, huge with tourism. Yeah. And now, I mean, I literally live next to a volcano. I mean, no joke. I had like crazy earthquakes at the studio and my house, like the town next to us was evacuated like two weeks ago. Um, it's all over the news, you know, so this is like basically our re reality. I live on a volcanic island, but for me, instead of like the literal interpretation, it's just me. I mean, I grew up here. I am Icelandic. I am the lava. I am the moss. I am all these things. Um, so I think yeah. it just, and I think for, I think it's for other people to say. And like when I was in Milan working with the designers, when we did the, the bottle and the packaging and everything, and they were like, it's so Icelandic. I was like, I don't think so. They were like, yeah, it's just like, it looks like snow. It looks like lava, <laughs> you know? And I just, I didn't even see it. I think when it's so close to you. Uh, and of course, then I just have a scent preference because I grew up here and um, I don't like anything too sweet or too cutesy. Or like, it's just kind of like my aesthetic and my style. Uh, I get creating for myself. Um, so I think that's sort of very cold, um, maybe a little bit ironic you know, sense of humor, I think is important as well. Um, not to take things too seriously, but I think that's the sort of the Iceland, the Icelander in me for sure. Absolutely. That makes sense. I mean, and you know, it's interesting how you said that because I, I can relate to that. I feel like, um, a lot of times when you have that cultural tie, you know, people assume that you only like one type of thing, you know, or one yeah. type of scent or whatever that is. And it's just not true. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I don't uh, feel the pressure that I have to just work with like ingredients that we have in Iceland. I mean, for uh, I recently released Supernova, I wanted to work with lavender, which just seems like again a, a kitschy raw ingredient that I wanted to make cool, you know. So I don't really feel the pressure that I have to use only Icelandic inspired ingredients, but it just kind of comes out that it is quite Nordic and quite cool, and it just has that kind of vibe to it. I love it. No, I like, you know, I like all of the scents that I've tried um, in line. And I think that there's also an underlying very bold statement, you know, in the line itself and not in an aggressive way from what I've noticed, but it's very bold. Like the scents stand out. You know, I think a lot of times what I've noticed uh, over the years is fragrance brands fall into this, you know, um, place where a lot of times things start to smell very similar, right? Within yeah. the collection. Yeah. And I, I always feel like that's like, you know, 
I don't know, you run out of ideas or something. But with your line, I, I noticed that everything is very unique. And that's something that I absolutely love as a consumer because all of the fragrances are very layerable, you know, and I and I really want you to talk about that a little bit in terms of just layering fragrances. Is there mm-hmm. um, has there ever been a preference for you, you know, in terms of layering? Is the, like is there really a technique to it, or is it just kind of like you do what you want to do? I mean, you do essentially do what you want to do, but I I think definitely you have to start light. Um, I think it's just for me also. I love kind of, you know mapping out your day i mean today you know people talk about journaling you know meditating and all that great stuff and i think like fragrance can be a part of that you know when you are it's so important because like i would start my day maybe going to the gym or meditating or you know and then i would put on like a ceramic or a soft tension because i like to start my day easy i'm easing myself into the day and then maybe at noon i have a meeting and i want to you know, I want to feel a certain type of way. And then I would put on a, like a pavilion or a supernova. And then maybe I'm going out for dinner. So I would end the night with an entrance. You know, I think it's just, it's, it's, I think it's just such an interesting concept to take fragrance into your daily routine because maybe you would like add on a bit of a skincare or a bit on a ma- bit of makeup, you know. And I think with fragrance, you should do the same. And, I think this myth of like one set for the rest of your life. I mean, the amount of people that I meet that are stuck in some sort of an 80s, 90s bubble of they bought, a, you know, some sort of a fragrance back then because of an ad or something and they just don't know what to do. So the education part to me, I didn't even know that I would become like an educator, but it just happened. Like, because we, we are telling people to try it home and take their time and test one a day. And like, I think people feel a little bit relieved and then to know that they can layer, I mean, maybe when you're buying clothing, you would buy like, you know, a suit jacket. When you're doing styling, you get one suit jacket and one t-shirt. And then you get off, you start with an easy fragrance and you go into something a little bit heavier. So it's an education for sure. I mean, and I think there's still a lot of education to be done with fragrance because there are so many people that they want to do something, but they just don't know where to start. Absolutely. No, I completely agree with you. I like the, you know, and I actually like the analogy of, you know, growing up, our mothers always told us this is many, how many outfits you need for this trip, you know, or for this event yeah. or whatever. Like we had this like protocol for how many like wardrobe pieces we take with us wherever we go. But then when you yeah. think about fragrance, for some reason, it's always like, oh, this is my go to fragrance. And I've never understood that because it's like as your mood oh. changes, you know, your fragrance should change, I think. You know, it just kind of goes with the norm of, you know, if I'm feeling more, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's and, natural to do that. So, And also just with age and maturity and like, I mean, even with women that are like my age, you know, they're like, why am I still putting on like something that I wore in my teasers like a teenager? I just, it doesn't fit me anymore. And they're like, what should I wear? What should I try? How do I, you know? So absolutely, I think it's like your mood and then also just, you know, where you are now, you know, not even just about your age or whatever. It's also just like, where are you? Where do you live? What do you do? How do you want to feel? Where do you want to go? And I always love the idea that fragrance can take you somewhere because like I said, I think my part is, yes, I have sort of poured myself into the sense, but um it's more about the journey of the fragrance. It's not so much about me, you know, even if I created them, but I, it's where they go. And that for me, that's like my purpose. 
I love that. That's beautiful. I absolutely love that. And I, uh, you know, one last question I do have for you, Andrea, is the packaging yes. because I am a huge architect like architectural like just geek i love architecture i think that you know lines and um the way that we you know look at symmetry and stuff is everything you know and uh, especially when it comes to beauty products because there's a whole you know career in uh packaging right uh when it comes yes. to this industry. Yes. so when you were designing the packaging i mean i love it i absolutely love it it just i think it's, it, for me it really resonates so what was the story behind the packaging well story was that I, you know, I wanted the bottle to be the star, you know, and unfortunately, most brands just have to buy bottles, you know, because, you know, you have to have so much quantity, but I was just that sad on like getting my own bottle. So I went to Italy, you know, the Mecca of, you know, design. And I worked with an Italian architect there. And, you know, we wanted to take the typical um, perfume bottle, but give it a bit of an edge, which is why we put the line. We also made it very slim, so it's easy to hold and very easy to ship for e-commerce. And we were and easy to photograph because it's black, you know. And again, I was sort of told like getting a black bottle is crazy. Like everybody has a clear. I was like, no, 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 no. I think this is definitely the way to go because it's just so stylish and cool, but it just has that edgy vibe to it and it is actually inspired by Icelandic volcanic rock called obsidian which is my favorite 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 rock in the world um we used to have them all over the highlands in the 80s but the tourists all stole them uh I'm sure they're in every home somewhere <laughs> beautiful obsidian rocks um but yeah it's just we I mean we thought about everything but again it was a whole process but it was so worth it to me um to have my own bottle and just it's to me, it's so uh, visually pleasing. Still, I'm still happy with it. So I'm just I love it. it. Yeah, yeah. No, I love it. I love it. it. It's beautiful packaging, and I think it just I don't know. It just makes the whole line just stand out to me. You know, it's it's a it's like the juice is amazing, but you know the the bottles are pretty. You know, up there as well. You know, especially when you're like somebody that really enjoys packaging you have I mean, for me yeah. i think fragrance is is part packaging as well you know what i mean i love the bottle i love the bottle. yeah so <laughs> you need you have to have the 360 experience and i think like we really wanted to push the boundaries there also with the outer packaging and everything just like because there is also a lot of uh, perceived value in like totally oversized packaging beauty and like i think that needs to change um as well so it's just it's the bottle is the star but it's the whole, I mean, I'm so nerd when it comes to this. I think it's the artist in me, like the amount of hours I spent just creating the box. It's like sometimes you say, okay, you have to just release it now. But I, I mean, I love that process as well because it's a whole, and the name, just everything from the name to the look and like, it's just a great process. Absolutely. Well, Andrea, I love the brand. I love the entire collection. And for everyone listening, please definitely check out Andrea Mac Fragrances. I will link everything in the comments and dark for this episode, but I really, really urge you guys, you have to try the line. And I believe there is a discovery set, right, Andrea? Yes. Uh, on yes. the website? Okay. Yeah, that's a great way to discover it. Yeah, and you also get like a voucher towards a full-size bottle. So it's a great way to do essentially it's free because we actually encourage people to try it home. Like, please try it home. Like, try one a day, have fun with it. And like most people come back and use the voucher because it's a great way to test. 
Yeah, exactly. No, I, I think it's wonderful. And I really, really urge everybody, check out the Discovery Kit. Let us know what are your favorite scents in the collection. I'd love to hear from you. And also, please do not forget to hit that subscribe button on Spotify podcasts or Apple podcasts. It means the world to us and it really helps our numbers. So um, thank you for tuning in and I will be back next time.